Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for hanging out with us again. Uh, if you want to get right to the juicy stuff, you can hit the 14-minute and 15-second mark. Bam, there you go. I'll talk to you soon. Previously on Knucklebones. Our good friends Babitha, Blep, Liza, and Galtier hit the dusty road, leaving the dilapidated old Hillcrest behind and passing through new Hillcrest for lunch. During what should have been their last full day on the road, they encountered a pair of echoes on the path, talking about some kind of treasure hidden nearby. From this chance encounter, the butts learned that in the land or plain the echoes call home, they are corporeal and the butts are the ones appearing as echoes. Umbros, the same mysterious place that the Martin hails from, seems to mirror Arbalea. Clocking that, the butts followed the apparitions to a hidden tree hovel occupied by a feral witch brewing a caustic concoction known to be a strong hallucinogenic. They dramatically dispatched the hag, and Babitha pocketed some of the gelatinous brew to take with her on the road. Back on track, our adventurers made uninterrupted haste until, finally, the mountain pass parted, the majestic coastal city of Astervale became visible, and chug-chug-chugging along, a steam-powered airship crested the jagged peaks outside the city. Bone Boys, Skelades, Osteo-Envies, Trans-Taluses, Chitin Kids, and all you cartilaginous folks in between, welcome back to Knucklebones. Oh yeah, this is the This is the Fellowship of the Bones. Welcome to the Fellowship of the Bones, where nothing matters but butts and bones. Fellowship Thank of the Bones sounds like the newest rebranding of some form of non-monogamy. <laughs> Fellowship of the Bones, yeah. That sounds like a... That, yeah, that feels like an extracurricular club at a se- at, like at a sex club. It's like <laughs> the the fellowship of the bones. They meet at the sex club to like read erotic novels. There's one guy's like, oh, uh, actually, look, I know that normally we're here for like weird fetish stuff, but also I just really love Tolkien. Um, so I started a sub club here, Boo. the Fellowship of the Boo. Bones. <laughs> no, nobody's the, here. The Twin but... Eiffel Towers. He's trying to time your bombadil, bro. <laughs> Don't give me that one? Radagash, baby. <laughs> he was the dirty. Uh, yeah, I, I heard it. Sam was good. Mo- motherfucking nasty. She Roth? You don't say? It hey. hurts me that this is what we've become. This is what we've always been. I think that it was a developing Tolkien based Tolkien based sex puns are seventy three percent of my personality, <laughs> and and oh, just sorry, general uh, deviancy is Samwise roughly ninety of mine. Is what I should have said. I want you to cut out the uh, Samwise good. I want uh, you to say Samwise OMG or wow, Samwise uh, orgy perhaps. Oh, Samwise orgy is uh, good. I guess we guess. must take it's better the than one it, cock ring. Play. To the hot fires of Mordor. <laughs> what if Frodo was just walking around with the ring just around his dick, just a little hot <laughs> dick fucking swinging? How, we, how oh, else do we no. think he? Uh, how else do we think he hid that from people? How like, much? How much 
more startling are all those scenes if it's on his dick and Gollum's just trailing him in the mountains like precious. <laughs> that just oh, sounds like it up with from a me. Of all the bizarre porn parodies, how does this not exist? I'm it sure has to. It I has mean, to. we know for yeah. a sexy fact Gollum. From... Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> Sexy Gollum. Okay, I'm Googling. Hey, wow, Max, you just identified the other 27% of my personality. Wow. <laughs> you know, earlier before we got on this call, I asked you guys, because I, I made a joke about uh, being on Tinder, and then I realized that I don't actually know, like, what, if, like, Tinder is even still the app, right? Like, cause I mm-hmm. feel like I've heard a lot of other words thrown around. Um I didn't realize that sexy. I Gollum like that you said words instead was, of app names because you were like, yeah, I don't know if these are apps or not. People I, were saying words, I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, uh, I did. I I forgot to mention that I did know that sexy Gollum is in fact where all of the hot singles. Uh, or the can yeah. I um hot singles? In so I googled area. it. I googled sexy Gollum uh, for better or for worse, and um. My porn parody name, Nick, before you tell me that the real thing that exists, <laughs> instead of Gollum, Goblum. Hey. Go- it's just Goblum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You needed the hand motion for that one because it's gross. <laughs> Mine's not even that bad. I mean, in hindsight, after that. Oh, that makes me. I, I, I mean, speaking of the hand gestures, um, I you know why his hair is always wet? One time we were playing a game called Monikers uh, with friends of ours, which if you're unfamiliar, you, over the course of three rounds, go through a bunch of cards with different, you know, famous people uh, or figures, fact or fiction. I mean, I guess Godzilla is probably real, right? So they're probably all real. Um, And by each round, uh, it gets more challenging. The first round, you can say whatever you want except the name on the card. Uh, The second round, you can only say one round or one word, but it's the same batch of cards. So in theory, you'll kind of have like some insight. And then the third round, uh, you get to uh, charades. We are playing this with some mutual friends uh, of ours, a married couple that Matt also knows and has played D&D with for a long time. The third round, final round we've been crushing it right but they get to their last card it's the charades as you know these cards have been read through multiple times and our friend starts aggressively miming a blowjob and this is just staring at him like completely perplexed and he's just like uh, and into uh, it uh blowjob uh uh sucking uh uh, like saying things that aren't even people like he's just describing like narrating what our friend is doing our friend finally like their minute is almost up with a round he's so frustrated he shakes his head and then uh starts dramatically miming playing a saxophone and nick goes oh bill clinton (laughs) i mean If you just started playing a saxophone, I'd probably go Kenny G, right? But if I have 58 seconds of blowjob and then you hit me with a saxophone, I'm like, oh, Billy Clint, what is up? I know exactly who you mean. Billy C. Billy baby. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Anyway, speaking of jazzy. <laughs> I love the Rodney Dangerfield voice and transition away from it. <laughs> 
don't get me on. Hey, going you know on. who else doesn't get no respect anyway? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I wanted to uh, kind of transition to jazzy things because I got something very cool that I want to talk about and show you guys. Unfortunately, we can't, we cannot show uh, our podcast listeners, um, but I can show you that I have uh, acquired what? my first uh, fancy fucking mobility aid. It is a beautiful, beautiful amethyst uh, colored cane uh, with a question mark shaped handle that's got cool little bubbles throughout it and a silver band around it that says everything hurts. Because everything does hurt all the time, y'all. <laughs> uh, and most I mean, fucking impressively, it lights the fuck up. Uh, so you, I... <laughs> you called it a mobility aid because, like, of course, that's what it is. Uh, it's also... But from, from a tiny box on my computer screen, it looks like an artifact from the Stargate. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, yeah, it does look sick like as fuck. celestial... <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Shout out to Neowalk. They make incredible walking sticks. Uh, not a sponsor. Mobility aid. Hey, not a yeah, sponsor, yet. but get at me. Yet. Um, but truthfully, anybody that uh, needs a cane, I highly recommend them because they make them cool fucking accessories. And, uh, you know, you don't have, things don't have to be black and gray. Fucking rock that cane. Make it light up. Make it change colors. There's so many options. Uh, anyway, yeah. I initially, my instinct Hello was, dope. oh, well, do I name her Hubbub? And I was like, well, she's not a hurricane. So now I'm like, well, do I call her Umbra? Because she's kind of like an echoey color. So she kind of looks like she's from Umbra. How about, how about Juan? I know you're going for something cool here, Mikey, but I think instead you should choose one of the like real stumbly times of Nick going purple, pinky, ether, fuck that, fuck it. Cherithin. Cherithin. Yep, done. It's when more of a doubt, spoken name. There's no way to spell it. Uh, anyway, so her, her name's to be determined. She's fucking beautiful. My best friend, Madeline. Yes. Uh, got her for me as a gift, and I uh, am so thankful for her. She's a treasure, and this stick is a treasure. And Tanya, uh, Kanetha, Kanetha, oh, ooh, Kanetha, that's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? Um, I'm gonna pivot us really quick, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it, guys. Um, what are you gonna, wait? What are you doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot us. There's one thing that I want to get out of the way before a quick pivot, though. Pivot. Because I think that pivot. <laughs> pivot. I knew that we. I knew someone was gonna do that shit. <laughs> we we chatted ad nauseum about this uh, before record, and I just wanted to get like a ten second review of your day today, Matt, because it's it's brilliant and amazing without getting too intrapersonal if you don't want to. Most importantly, um, I think there's a specific highlight that needs to be shared because your life has gotten enriched. The In the plug? span of, well, I mean, he, he's bearing the lead here. Right. <laughs> uh, no, in the span of like four hours, I uh, 
received a package I was completely expecting, a normal thing that happens uh, on today a Wednesday. Then received a completely unexpected package, which was a full ass guitar. Uh, got got a job offer that is uh, a pretty big deal for me. Uh, went on a walk to make sure I was, you know, clear headed and came back from that walk uh, with a cat who I now have to care for and figure out if it has an owner uh, or not or whatever. Uh, and then quit my current job. Uh, in Yeah, in three and a half hours, basically. My house, like right now, as we are recording, because... Um, you know, I would say we had other things we had to do. There are just like five cardboard boxes just like in my living room <laughs> from getting <laughs> random things. One of which has been turned into an impromptu litter box for the cat that I've locked in the bathroom. Yep. Uh, because I already own a cat who is like wildly unfriendly. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's a, hell, it's a whole thing over here. Hell of an afternoon, man. Hell of an so afternoon. So if we hear any cats on today's record, uh, I mean, nine times out of ten, if you hear a cat on record, it's Matt's cat, uh, Kibitz, who is appropriately named. Um, every now and again, you get my my cat on my head butting the door aggressively. Uh, but now, <laughs> tonight, we will fully absolve both of them and blame it fully on uh, currently on the kitten. I'm going to call him Tony for the night. I still am pitching He, he just needs a name. A solid name. He's a great I stand by name. it. Blep's, Blep's a frog. Tony's a cat. I mean, as of, as, of, as of right now, I've decided. Also, I mean, there's at least one famous canonical Tony the Cat, you know? Oh, right. And he's great. I was really just fishing for someone else to do that. <laughs> it's the only reason I brought it up. You're oh so welcome. Okay, my pivot has concluded, and uh, I want to play. Let us pivot I, into the wonderful world of Arbalea, because we're not in Madrigal anymore. Yeah. I'll fight you right now. You want to 1v1 him? Right now. You want to 1v1 him? You want to 1v1 me, bro? If he challenges me to 1v1 him, you want to 1v1? It's constant, you guys. You got to add my epic and then we'll go. And if he says GG while inside (laughs) of me one more time, I swear to God we're getting a divorce. I was. I think maybe you've misinterpreted what the V is in the 1v1. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Guys, game face, game face, game face. Twin I pull power. Full pivot. That's a nasty game face. Pull pivot. Pull pivot. Full pivot. Put it on. Put it on. Putting the game face on. Cue music. <laughs> you guys watch as you walk the few miles down the foothills towards Astrovale as this humongous steam-powered airship flies directly overhead and on towards the city until it slows to a hover and descends behind the towers of Astrovale, someplace on the far side of the city where you guys can't quite see. These few miles down the foothills pass uneventfully, and sometime towards late afternoon, you find yourself standing at the enormous bridge to Astrovale. The polished and clean blue and silver bricks of the bridge shimmer and glisten in the sunlight. The gates into the city stand open, and the colossal blue stone towers at each side are truly marvelous. You pass under the arch, itself a marvel of engineering and art, past the guards who stand still as statues, and into the city on the sea, Astrovale. We are now here. You guys have a few leads. You guys have full reign of the city as you see fit. 
Um, I want to sort of leave it in your hands to tell me what you guys want to do and how you want to proceed. But I will tell you that right now you're kind of going into the city. Think of it like rush hour where it's late, late afternoon, early Ooh. evening. Everybody's getting off of work. And where you guys walk into the city is like the city center kind of bizarre area. They have it set up right at the entrance. So you guys see vendors of all sorts. You see buskers and bards. People are singing on the on the corners here with, you know, loot cases open as they're playing. There's people chattering left and right, and you're kind of like shoulder to shoulder as you're pushing your way through trying to get a view uh trying to see where you need to go um like i said it's all beautiful and blue this courtyard itself like the city center is probably like a mile square like it's a large place with all sorts of different shops in the buildings and then there's carts and things out in the middle what do you guys Um, want to do here What's your what's your based, plan of attack here in Astrobit? So based on we talked to um, uh, Dosk for a while mm-hmm. at the Roadhouse, um, and I know that one of the questions that we sort of like hand waved was uh, Galtier wanted to get any information about uh, Victor Dupont's in terms of like where might he go to try to find that guy because that's who Kreechna right told us to find. Yeah. Um, do I have did I get the lead on like? Does he have a business or is he an official of some kind? Dagan Dosk chatted you up. You asked about um, DuPont's and what you learned from Dosk was that DuPont's is, uh, I always get them messed up, mm-hmm. astronomer. Yes, yes. Is that the real one? <laughs> Astrologer. I always get them mixed up. He can up. tell the future, Nick. Yeah, angry eyebrows. <laughs> For some reason, well, yeah, I just on. like, those don't click in my head. This is D&D. I was like, yeah, which one's the know. real one in this universe? Like, Here? if you yeah, were like, that would be you really know, funny. the real one with the cards and the crystals? Yeah. I'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Victorum DuPont is an astronomer uh, who functions out of the, the old observatory off to the east side of town. You have directions. You know where to find him. You know that he sort of is a weird and unsocial kind of person but he is a very respected scientist let's call him Mm. Liza has like a involuntary response being surrounded by this many people when when we went into Madrigal it was empty because of the because of the echoes yeah. And now this is the first time that Liza has been surrounded by just hundreds and thousands of people that make them mm. feel entirely unnoticed, entirely anonymous. Yeah. And so it's... even though they have their features of this is kind of Liza's in their prime self, their their kind of casual self, not true skin color where they have the the kind of splotchy, um, different colored, uh, like Jackson Pollock all over them, but it's more uh, just like straightforward, just kind of vaguely humanish, elvish, and uh, they just feel their like fingers start to twitch, and their their like head kind of going down a little bit, like they're trying to like kind of change their body posture. 
to become less visible. And so Liza's in like, I can find a mark. I'm in the like, I this will be e- I if I could. I'm not necessarily thinking about stealing from people, but if I found someone, this would be really fun to do this again because I haven't done this in a while. And especially I, in Astervale, where uh, they spent a lot of time, as uh, or not a lot of time, but have come in and out of this town uh, for for business and and just living. I would like to point out one thing that you guys all notice pretty quickly upon entering here. A pretty large proportion of the population here are fish folk. Mm-hmm. I would put the proportion probably. 30 to 40%, like a lot wow. of the people that are that are meandering around this city are shorter, blue, some of them are tritons, some of them are, oh, what are the fish folk called? I want to say Cantoy, but those are the bad guys from the Dark Tower. Um, so you've got, you've got a couple of bad guy ones yeah, in like, D&D lore, like your uh, Koatoa or whatever. Koatoa uh, is the one that I'm looking for. You've also Lokatha. got the Lokatha, Lokatha, Lokatha. Lokatha. Oh, which is yeah. supposed to be the friendly ones. Lokatha. Yeah. Uh, Lokatha. And then there's... What are the ones that are kind of seal-ish? They're very fun. Hmm. I haven't seen uh, seal I think those ones. are Heidi Klum's mm. ex-husband. Oh! It's weird. They have that They have that ability, uh, Kiss Like a Rust. Koatoa and there's, um, uh, there's there's another monstrous fish guy. You um, have sea elves, you have tritons. What else is there? Yeah, the general sense that you're seeing pretty quickly is that there's a lot more variety here out on on the coast than what you're used to seeing inland. Everything in Madrigal and the kingdoms on the other side of the Sirfindal Range are like pretty divided, and people tend to stay to themselves. But it looks like Astrovale is like kind of a melting pot i guess more of a crab boil more of a crab boil minus the you know dying mm-hmm. uh nick obviously our players didn't bisque. know that there were airships in arbalea but do our characters know that specifically <laughs> uh babatha being an artificer i feel like would follow notable scientists I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, Dupont is the one responsible, like for the airships necessarily. So th- those two things may not be connected. But I'm just curious if this is something that Babitha knows about, or if this is something that's blowing her fucking mind, because that's something that she wants to fully check out. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get a uh, history check from all of you guys. Would Liza know this? Because Liza spent time in Astervale. Yeah, roll check a hit a hit a history check. Okay. okay. I kind of I kind of gave a pause at the intro, Nick. waiting to see if anybody wanted to ask about it, and nobody did. So I just gave natural one. Uh, I have rolled the perfect thematic roll for what I assume is Galtier's young dumb life, which is a natural twenty. Uh, Galtier has absolutely vomited off the side of an airship onto a town, just as a. <laughs> as like a you know, drunk idiot uh, with too much money. And Liza has fully kept their eyes on the pockets of the people in the city and not on the skies in any sense. Because I rolled a natural one. Babitha got a 12. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, okay. 
Oh, balance. can I roll for Bluff too? That's all thing true. Because I think it would be interesting. Yeah, sure. Um, Bluff's Bluff's Galtier, actually have an you... airship captain. <laughs> Galtier, have you been to Astrovale before? I think so, probably. I think uh, Galtier's probably been to Astrovale exclusively airshipping around. Like, never for okay. like a... He, on campaign, he's been in sort of different regions, and maybe maybe they restocked or whatever. But mostly, he has been like, "Well, now of course we could take my cousin's airship." Like it's always been a he's trying to impress a lady or something. So, what did Blub get first? I got an nineteen. Oh, fuck me. Okay, okay. So Love here's it. here's what I'm gonna say. This is this is gonna be a little bit of a hard move into Galtier's story, but I'm gonna try it. Totally there. fine. I'm, I'm going to do my best I to yes and Galtier. I fully support you hard-moving Galtier. Absolutely. Every time. <laughs> Ooh, if you were worried how I feel about it, I'm here for it. One of the earlier times that you were in Astrovale, probably the first time or two, maybe when you were a kid or, or whatever, when your father or your older brother brought you, you did get to ride on an airship. But the thing about the airship that you rode on, it was that it was one of the first prototype airships. It was one of the first ones that was ever created. And you know that the science and technology that went into that airship was immensely expensive. It wasn't something that could be done regularly or that could be maintained or like you couldn't have an armada of airships. It is just too expensive. The reason that you puked over the edge of said airship was because the one that you were in crashed the engines broke down and it started to spiral out of control and luckily you as a prototype you weren't very high up in the air so nobody got seriously injured but it was enough to make you seasick as you were foot air shit air sick yeah that's the thing it made you air sick as you were riding it um that said ever since then you haven't seen or heard of another one it makes sense that since Mm. the technology exists it still exists here it's just that they are immensely expensive. Blep, on the other hand, is very comfortable with the knowledge that that's not really a thing. Like, people don't have these. These aren't, it's not something that you see in Madrigal, not a chance. In Delane, not a chance. In maybe Silverkeep, but nobody goes and sees the elves. It's just not, it's not really a thing. Interesting. So then, like, It's either, like, like, very, very new and, like, word hasn't, like, gotten by way of, like, gossip, right, to Madrigal yet, or everybody in Astrovale is, like, deeply committed or somehow otherwise, like, not, don't spill the beans, because I just feel like... Is Astrovale Wakanda? (laughs) It's just, like, covered by this whole shield. Yeah, (laughs) Astrovale forever. Um, Yeah. Well, so, so here's the thing, you know, in my head right now, I'm just thinking, like, how long does it take to build a real ship? Like a normal, right. like a normal naval ship takes, like, mm-hmm. you know, years to build a, a good one, I would assume. I don't know, but, you know, back with, with this sort of um, medieval technology, I can't imagine it's something that happens quickly. Add on to that the technologies and it, magics, maybe, necessary to create an airship, like... It, Galtier, it could possibly, this could be the next one. Like, this right. could be the only other one right now. So, yes. so secret, maybe, also, maybe it's just not really a thing. Like, is Babatha like, sort of like, check, is, is Babatha sort of like enraptured by this cool thing that's floating above? 
Absolutely. Um, I think if Gaultier notices, like, the way that she's sort of looking up to it, obviously, like, this is kind of right up for Allie in terms of, like, the intersection of magic and technology. Yeah. Um, he's almost immediately uh, sort of grumpy and it's just like, well, now, you know, I've been up on one of them before, and it's a, it's a terrible piece of work. Now, boats are supposed to go on the water. That Boats to fly in the air is just absolutely dreadful. <laughs> I, I made a whole, I'll tell you the, the honest truth. I made a whole mess of sick because that thing, it was spinning and spinning, and it just it wasn't no kind of fun at all. What's interesting is that, like, while you're saying all this, like, Baba is clearly nodding her head like she's listening, but she has been, like, slowly, because she's, you know, she's been using Hubbub as a walking stick, you know, and uh, it, rather than, like, act, it's like she is just sort of to kind of starting to levitate a little bit, right? Like, she's, she's like, uh-huh, 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 but she's, like, also kind of, like, mindlessly, her and Hubba both are kind of, like, lifting up a little bit to try to, like, get a better clear, because she's now, really so concentrated on it, uh, right? Miss, Miss Burbage, you are, you are floating right now. What, what, and, uh, oh, oh, Babby, Babby, so, and sorry. Liza just, like, gently grabs <laughs> the, her shoulder and just, like, pushes her down, like you're, like, with a helium balloon, just like, I'm gonna keep this down. Okay. Yep. Yep. And Liza's just gonna keep their hand just on Babitha for like the next twenty minutes, just yeah, fully yeah. after it's so not necessary anymore. <laughs> um, I, under his breath, go. Boats are for water, and Babithas are supposed to stay on the ground. I'll, I'll also tell you that uh, because of your conversation with Dagan Dosk, um, you have a pretty good idea where the shipyard is for okay. you know regular ships, which is on the far side of the city likely where you saw this airship land in the first place. And uh, I think Liza is just going to kind of, because I, we said, uh, oh no, gee, you've been here before. Like, how, how often would you say that Gaultier has been out here? I think not more than a handful of times. Okay. Uh, and and I think it's, he's a uh, uh, sort of like wealthy tourist where he's, Zipped in, spent all of his time in like one little district with the fancy pantses, and then left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he does—he does sort of fancy himself an adventurer, in a, in a, even in his prior life. And so, like, he probably—if he did any kind of like what he would call slumming it—he probably like went and checked out the docks and looked for you know exotic goods and people. Gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. um, I was just gonna say that Liza just takes off and just is guiding people through the city. Because um, Liza also, definitely knows the streets like way better than Gaultier, yeah. for sure. You could make a check if you wanted to, um, like survival maybe, uh, to navigate like back alleys in the street and get places faster. You know, like you, you're just more familiar with the lesser known, uh, lesser used streets. You know, yeah. Like if you wanted to get out of the the main courtyard and, and move away, yeah. do you have a better like investigate or? like history or survival like are you um those, survival like... uh i would say my history is best but survival is is pretty applicable i mean investigation's not very good but uh, everything i have is at least positive so um i mean i'll let yeah. you i'll let you make a choice on on how you want to roll yeah. like how you want to navigate if you kind of want to take charge while you guys are here and lead yeah. everybody around Okay, so I'll use uh, a persuasion, just, you know. Uh, uh, no. Damn gonna... you streets, get me there faster! <laughs> just bricks start levitating and moving us. 
Ah, uh, yes, uh, as I always assume. <laughs> yeah. So, I'll I'll just do I'll do history just because I've been through these streets before and yeah. this is kind of I am a uh, changeling of the people. <laughs> you are you are people of the people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a nine. Things have changed since last Liza was in Astervale. Yeah, so, so no I longer will, uh, were the streets gilded. Too many potions of Babathos. Are you? Where are you guys trying to head? Uh, let's start there. What is your guys' first goal as we enter early evening? Chamber of Commerce. Obviously, they're going to know where we should stay. They're yeah. going to know how to find. <laughs> Uh, actually, for a minute, I was like, did Nick mention a chamber of commerce? Like, I was like, <laughs> I totally missed that for a second. Uh, cultural Information Center. I will say that um, Dagan Dosk talked you up about Admiral Nemery, uh, yes. who would be uh, kind of your equivalent to Mayor Sherrington here. Like, he's the oh. higher up in the, in the um, military structure of this place. He would be the guy that you guys would want to report to um, in an official capacity, if that's something you wanted to do. Uh, so yeah. Chamber of Commerce really isn't like as nonsense as it may seem on the surface. I think. Do Not, do you think that we have a, a we have a writ from the king? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, Sorry. would you like to see? I, I have it right here. I'm up. I'll show it to you right now. It's pretty impressive if you ask me. Uh, oh, I forgot about your horses too. You had to leave them at the front gate or something. Um, Liza. Stable outside the gate. Yeah, they don't like horses in the in the courtyards. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Liza is going to create two other copies, um, exact copies of the writ, and give one to Babatha and keep one for themselves. Um, because I have, uh, because of my uh, charlatan background, I can forge documents, including official papers and personal letters, as long as you've seen an example of the kind of document or handwriting you are trying to copy. Um, okay. And yeah, was, I, it would make sense that you could have easily done that on the road. Yeah, Prior and basically, I, I want us to just have these in our background as, um, uh, or in our in our back pocket in case there are certain situations in which we get ourselves stuck in, in a city that uh, these two are not wildly familiar with, and Liza is feeling off kilter as they are walking mm. through the cities and realizing that they are not as confident as they thought they would be when they walked through in terms of like knowing where to go and what to do so. sure so uh, where are we going so with that piece of information i think galtier will um sort of suggest to the group like well perhaps we should uh track down this admiral and we can uh, declare ourselves and our business here and a chance they could uh, put us in touch with this depounce character and they may even uh put us up in a comfortable stay here while we're in town they better. We have a writ from the king. We have three. Well, now we have three have times to, the power. We, we have to only show one at a time. Would be, I believe, the correct. <laughs> and and then they are not it. additive in terms of officiousness. Traveling with Gaultier is kind of uh, it's making it a little bit soft, right? Like it's making me get really used to sleeping in like inns and mattresses and stuff, which you know seems like a little bit superfluous. But also, like if he's paying, I'm not complaining, right? It's the same room, same cost, no matter how many people are in it. So he may as well. Um, 
Well, if you're feeling soft, baby, then that's why I used to do my patented morning workout routine. You've seen me flexing my arms, building up strength, making sure that this body stays hard. Bending over and touching your hips is not a workout, Gautier. That quite now that quite a bit lower than it's it's a good stretch. Uh, okay. Nick, is it too late for us to like show up where we would find him? Um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I would say like quote unquote office hours are probably just ending. Like you guys got here at rush hour, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, if you wanted to try to see if he was still over there, you definitely can. Though I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not yeah. gonna stonewall you there. Then yeah, then I think we should probably go straight to him. It's not like we're arriving in the dead of night, in which case it's like point us to the nearest inn, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's wise. Uh, Absolutely, okay. and if and if we only find some sort of clerk that can take a message for the morning, well then we'll just have one night together in Astervale. In Nastervale? In Nastervale. Yeah, I have to listen to the words that I say. I said in Nastervale. In nasty vale. It, it, it's too yes, in nasty vale. There's no in nasty vale. Nasty vale. There's no in in nasty vale. Gautier, is that how you got the rash? Hey, now, damn it, Liza! I told you, quit bringing up that goddamn rash. Okay, I won't bring up why I saw it, but okay. Well, I presume you saw part of my morning calisthenics routine. Oh, that's true. That you you do do it always naked. have to do in the nude. Like, yeah. I don't understand it why It strengthens the body. And, and, and also, that's mind. incorrect because the, the weight of the armor would make you heavier, which would make you strong. Never mind. We a nasty veil. A nasty veil. <laughs> so, Liza, you lead the butts through the streets of Nasty Vale. Oh, you're Christ. dragging <laughs> you're dragging people, you know, uh, grabbing them by the hand or dragging Babitha by her uh, hurricane, her staff. What is it? I'm a just well, t- right now it's a hurry broom now. Yeah, that's right. It, and and I'm pushing and her the holding w- her down. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. pushing her the way that bougie people push pull like carry their uh their luggage in the in the airport. With, that like really just easily glide along the ground. That's just Liza, just hand on shoulder of Babitha, just walking. Yeah, just for the audience listening, if you were wondering what level we are all at financially, if you're if one wheel of your luggage doesn't squeak and try to trip you at all times, we think you're bougie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yes, you you turn down this this alleyway that was a pretty normal route for you when you stayed here long term, and you turn down it, and now it's kind of turned into what Nasty Vale would consider to be dirty and nasty. Um, it's not like it's not bad. They you're pretty close to the city center, so they they do a pretty good job of maintaining in, in this area. But there's some transients hanging out in this alleyway, and Ooh. you're grabbing Babitha, and Galtier is kind of like walking a little bit straighter as he notices this, just following you confidently. And one of the guys, he's kind of just dressed in this old and grungy, falling apart jacket, and he stands up seeing you and pulls back his beanie. Hey, um, I got a couple of tickets to the Charybdis if you want to, I doubt you're, you're looking for, looking to get in the Charybdis, huh? I got a couple of them, just, uh, two gold each, two gold each. You need, a got a couple of good tickets. They're good tickets. I'll let you see them if you want to see them. Okay, so here's what we're going to say to you right now. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what, what you're here for, right? What is this show? What's the show? And he looks like Altier. Don't look at him, don't look at him, look at me. What is what this show? What are you doing with the crimson? Don't look at him. It's the and, it's the it's the Liza, Liza's don't. eyes just go like all white. Just fully white and just him. go No, it is not time for you to look at him. It is time for you to pay attention to me. Roll an and intimidation my check. Goddamn che question. Okay. Oh my god, it is time for you to check your shit. Um that is a 19. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this guy flat backs up against this wall. It's the, it's the, uh, the Charybdis. They said he hasn't eaten in 13 days. Never mind, never mind, never mind. And he turns and tries to run. I'll take those tickets, though. He throws it. Oh, dear, I'm worried this is some sort <laughs> of uh, gladiator, horrific, uh, I, I, I can't. Uh... <laughs> he, no, he actually just, like, drops his entire jacket as he's running. The whole thing. He just takes it off and he's <laughs> like he's clothesless from the torso or oh on God. the Jesus Christ, my words today. <laughs> I Ten. love that you chose clothesless. <laughs> clothesless. You were like, this won't trip me up. <laughs> There's no other words that describe no. this state of being. There are <laughs> 17 other adjectives that I can use. Clothesless from the waist up. <laughs> the hardest word to say. Clothesless. You know, Ten. I like to challenge Ten. myself. Can Liza just turn? Uh, are there are, are there other uh, folks just kind of sitting along the wall and where this guy kind of stood up from? Yeah, there's there's two or three other people down this alleyway, but they don't look like they're with him. Yeah, oh, they're, oh, they're okay. all separated a little bit. Okay, I was basically just gonna be like, he's going to need the moment. Please just take it easy on him. <laughs> One guy just like tears into this like fried fish that he has. You can grab the jacket, and there's a handful of Charybdis tickets that are, uh, they give you a date and time tomorrow evening. Um, as as someone who has a charlatan background, can I tell if these are uh, fake or not? Scalper, yeah. yeah, yeah, roll a... Uh, what, what's going to be the relevant stat? I guess intelligence, probably? Investigation? Well, it'd be investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you take your pick because of your background. Or can because I... of your, mostly because of your forgery is what's going to help you. Yeah, since I have a forgery kit, okay, yeah. Um, would I, I don't like asking for advantage, but the fact that I have a forgery kit, I feel like is a no. Make make your arguments. It's explicitly stated in the yeah. player's handbook that okay. you can make your arguments. Yeah, You're I mean, with to. a with a forgery kit, with thieves' tools, with the charlatan background, where I literally have the ability to forge documents, I feel like I would be able to uh, have this as like know know the things that other people would test my documents to see if they're fake, so I can mm. test other people's documents. Yeah, I do I like, love I that, like that one of the things Liza does sometimes is like intimidate a street urchin, rob his like tattered jacket, <laughs> and then immediately pull out one of those fucking jeweler's lenses and like examines <laughs> the handwriting, and you're like, what is going on? No, but, Liza? But, truthfully, from like an art historical perspective, right, like a forger knows what to look for in a forgery. Like yeah. that completely Frank, makes sense like in a real world application. I, uh, Liza now has another aspect of their personality and that is Frank Abagnale. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, so is this, uh, with advantage? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I think you make a strong case. Non-binary dice, don't let me down. Don't let me down. Ooh, baby. That is an investigation. Oh, that's not as good. 
again, another 19. Oh, no, that's that's plenty good. Uh, trust. You seem, you seem Guys, so disappointed by your yeah, good rolls. A lot of people are excited uh, about 19s. I know, try but that. like, when I have, I have plus, like, 11s and plus 9s and plus 7s mm. on things. Uh -huh. Seeing a plus 2 is just like, ugh. Really? <laughs> um, so. Liza, you are pretty confident that these tickets are legit. Oh, wow. Um, and wow. you guys kind of collectively discuss this and like there's no way this guy has legit tickets to anything unless he stole them in the first place oh okay yeah mm -hmm. right. okay cool um uh, then is there any other information on the tickets do, do we know what this thing is i'm i'm trying to my think guess like, is I, I think mikey's a, guess is I, gonna be yeah. close yeah what's your guess yeah, yeah let's hear it i'm cons i'm thinking that they caught a bug and they're doing some gladiator shit with it oh interesting Oh, I was thinking that they that this person was a, a spellcaster. Like, Charybdis might actually be a thing that, like, I don't know. That sounds like a word that I know, though, but I don't know why. I Probably thought this was going to be like a thing. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a spellcaster that knew it had a bug in Carapis. it and is starving it out. Mm. Charybdis to me sounds like a bad marketing slogan for like a Jamaican <laughs> jerk chicken hot sauce where they have shortened Caribbean to just Caribdis man. Exactly. Caribdis chicken. Exactly. Oh, exactly. No. Max, oh, I'm so no. glad you got there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that these these handful of tickets are enough to tell you what this is or what might be going on. Like if you had tickets to like a hockey game, like it doesn't. I mean, I guess it might show you like the logo of the sports team, but it's not going to be like, come watch this blowout hockey game of the playoff Stanley Cup on the okay. on the ticket. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm gonna Nick act like he's ever seen a Stanley Cup ticket. You don't know. You don't uh, know either. Is the I'm calling your bluff on calling my bluff. You were just now, talking it... about how luggage wheels are squeaking. <laughs> so did the uh, I I am curious. How many tickets are there? Five of them, I think I said. Five. Yep. Okay, so that's enough for all of us plus one. One. So um, I would say we'll keep these. And uh, he was trying to sell them for two gold pieces each, which means it's uh, a pretty, that's a pretty spendy show. I, I mean, think. for for a yeah for a for a commoner, that's that's pretty spendy. Seeing that which you're, which means uh, you could easily get one gold for each of them, and that's you know five more gold than you had when you got here. Yeah. Well, to me, it just means like. Okay, that means that this is a fairly. This Not is after. a. Yeah, this, this is, is a. Beyonce. Yeah, I would say this is Beyonce, or this is like. Like two hundred dollars for a ticket. Yeah. Well. For like a nosebleed ticket. Yeah, I feel like I feel like two gold pieces for a commoner is like. Like. A two month salary, like that's isn't isn't that about yeah. right? I feel like I've, we talked about this in Crescia, and I feel like we put like one gold piece a month was like an average salary of a person. Yeah. Gotcha. Like yeah, gold, really gold rough, is valuable. Yeah. yeah. The really yeah. rough breakdown is I think it's like, what is it? To live like poor or normal is like in the couple of coppers a day in terms of expenses. Mm. So a gold, yeah. a gold is like maybe a week's or two weeks worth of your daily expenses, I think, in like the poorest level up to like a lavish lifestyle is a couple gold a day. So this mm -hmm. would be, yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely like an right. expensive concert ticket kind of yeah. range. Yeah. 
Not like, you know, ride a rocket to space with Jeff Bezos, but... The thing to think about, too, is, uh, like, not to put too fine a point on it or anything, but, like, he's probably selling them for less than what they're worth because he just wants some money. Anywho, you guys got some Charybdis tickets. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... I feel like a sick metal band. And That really does sound like a sick metal band, doesn't it? I've just made myself <laughs> hungry with my dumb joke. <laughs> so the so we're gonna we're kind of walking through a, a, a sketchy-ish part of town and going through on our way to um, where are we going again? Chamber of Commerce, baby. We want to go see if we can track down <laughs> uh, the admiral. Which I memory? don't know why an ad like listen an admiral wouldn't be in a chamber of commerce. Just to be clear. <laughs> Look, let me let me be upfront about this. I know zero things about the military. Like Okay, so zero. So, I'm not gonna I, I won't talk about military. This is a commerce town. I would say that Madrigal is more of a uh, center of government, which means that it does mm-hmm. not have quite the uh, the trade or the commercial like sure. interest. Whereas Astervale would be like a town where you go to shop where you go to collect things and yeah, trade. So it would make sense that Chamber of Commerce would be very uh, influential because the Chamber of Commerce is a, in case you didn't know this, a private entity that represents the interests of private capital, uh, like Mm -hmm. interests in cities that you live in. It is not a part of the government. It just influences the government. Way to justify this for me. Well, I'm just saying, like, they would at least be, like, t- I'm town saying hall. I'm they're important. I just yeah, thought like, city, Admiral would be. City next. Hall. Does it make you tired having Nick on your back like this? No. Uh, <laughs> like I said, guys, 1% No, he math. really likes it when Nick's uh, up his ass. I, what I like about this, though, is, is that Admiral is a title that clearly is discordant with the Chamber of Commerce or with even any land-based governmental entity that's, like, not strictly military, which to me just says... Something spicy happened a long time ago. There's a reason why this guy's called an admiral. Oh, and that's yeah. probably fucking interesting. Let me yeah. l- let me let me squash that sort of for a second. Um, especially given especially given Liza's yeah, fuck experience you, here. In- <laughs> I like that we're like, would it just be cool and interesting? And Nick's like, oh no no no! I just want to really well, clarify. I've just said some fucking <laughs> words, and they don't mean a goddamn thing. I mean, I mean, there there might be some some truth to what you said, but like. So Astrovale is on the sea, right? And Liza especially knows that there's a lot of commerce that goes with the rest of the world to Arbalea from here. And on top of that, like I've said before, Astrovale is responsible for the Arbalean navy, basically. So, like, to have an admiral here makes sense. It's not like it's some crazy whack thing that there would be an admiral. Like, there is an armada here. Yeah, my my thought process here was just, like, Chamber of Commerce would make a shit ton, uh, would have a shit ton of pull in this town because of how much commerce trade and everything Mm -hmm. matters it goes through here like this is this is a central port it's a big deal and having the chamber of commerce be so important it would make sense that it would be right next to like city hall and they would almost be synonymous like you would have people going back and forth you would have uh you would probably have like the jail and everything all centrally located all around each other because it's all all the same shit is happening in all the same spaces anyway yeah, so. I think that's a pretty fair descriptor of what you what you see here. Being as Liza is familiar with this place, is yeah, the Chamber of Commerce right next to City Hall, right next to Jail. Like it's all it's all in on one sort of campus. And and I say that because I don't know where an admiral would hang out. I don't know fucking like I don't fucking know what those on buildings base? are called. On the seas. In a ship. 
they're probably in a big ass boat, but <laughs> in a big ass. I think, I think that's that's honestly the fun part to me, right? As you said, the admiral is like a uh, a mayor proxy, right? They right. Yeah, similar, yeah. and it's like, oh, interesting. However, however, this came to pass. Oh, I, I see like, what you're. However, this at. has yeah, come to yeah. pass. The guy whose yeah. title is still admiral is also running the, the port city, not just the Armada. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. cool. I don't know what this is yeah. funky. I, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Can yeah. we say that City Hall is a ship that they dragged up onto land? <laughs> oh, and yes. Is, yeah. uh, Do it, you fucking coward. Do it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a ship that they drug on land. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's a big old bitch, too. It's so stupid. It's the it's the biggest ship any of you it's have a galleon. ever seen. Easily. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's fucking massive. I mean, we have to believe that it's been rebuilt multiple times now and it is now so large that it could never have been a real boat. <laughs> yeah. It's the giant's boat from the giant's war back <laughs> way back when. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I like that. Some, some Admiral way back in the day Campaign. captured it. World's Campaign largest two. not seaworthy vessel. <laughs> there's some, there's, it's got one of those signs. Like when you drive by some shit on the highway where it's like real <laughs> specific. <laughs> See. Uh, yeah. okay, the largest so, ball of yarn that's actually plaster has never been batted by a cat. What? <laughs> you guys, you guys approach what uh, Liza knows is the city hall sort of campus, the chamber of commerce, everything we've just talked about. Um, there's like these finely trimmed hedges and everything that make way to this wrought iron gate. And as you guys approach the entrance to this base, this this campus. Uh, you guys see a, a pretty short and like very built stout Triton with this like shoulder bag uh, over his shoulder with a shoulder bag wearing a shoulder bag. What's the fucking verbiage for that? <laughs> I believe the verb is with bandoleering. With a bag slung, bag slung over he's, his shoulder. He's chewing that baka. <laughs> uh, being a being a messenger and having his bag. <laughs> Anywho, you see this guy with a shoulder bag on. Uh, this Triton uh, is he wearing it on his shoulders, though. He's wearing a shoulder bag on his shoulders, and I would love if you were like, "No, he has a shoulder bag. He tied that motherfucker on his waist, though." He's <laughs> like a oh, giant wild. fucking. He um, like a giant. As you guys approach, you see that he is. He has like a ring of keys, and he is closing the gate and locking it. You know, clunk as you guys are approaching. Liza's just gonna walk up and just be like, "Oh, you didn't know we were coming." Classic mistake. Okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, and like trying to squeeze past him to go in through the gate. Uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse yes. me. Yes. Pardon me. Pardon you me. I'm so mind. sorry. Please oh, you excuse don't, my friend. You don't. Uh, uh, please. Oh, he doesn't. Please know. exit while I close the gate. We are close to the gate. I have a rip from the king. Okay, All right. we sir. Need please, to go that please far. calm down. Okay. Please, if you wouldn't mind just calming down. Um, oh. I'm so sorry. I'm you... sir. Sorry. What was your name? I'm so sorry for my compatriots. You are bad at the verbiage. Charmed, I'm sure. She puts her hand out like to be kissed. Aww. He uh, he takes your hand. I guess he's got some like slimy fish hands. That's uh, a, a, a hand with black bait. Ain't nothing. Pleasure to meet you. I suppose a crimson. A fucking uh, hand. What are you doing over here, from out of town? Well, as I have previously mentioned, I have a writ from the king. Let me Indeed. ask you this. The king has demanded that I send all of my men to Madrigal. Why Indeed. is one of his men here? Very special business, my friend, which I would love to speak to the admiral about. 
Yes, if I'm the not sure you around. have a proper security clearance. You see, we are we are not foot soldiers. We are a part of a special uh, uh, special forces, a special ops, <laughs> if you will. Right. Um, you may Liza's have heard of gonna... us. We're the butts. Yeah, Liza's just going to be like, please tell me you've heard of the butts. That would be so fucking. Wait, cool. what was please the? Uh, no, no, wait. Well, oh no, you made up a, a canonical bard or something. Oh fuck. Oh, uh, Hornsy. Uh, Hornsy. Hornsy. <laughs> Yeah. We have to Hornsey bring Hornsey has clearly been to Astervale, right? Um, like, I want Hornsey for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, no. Hornsey, is not like yet, a... Hornsey has not yet been to Astervale, but after <laughs> okay, tonight, to Hornsey has been to Astervale. <laughs> Every time uh, one of you says butts, Gaultier is progressively getting louder, going, Blabs on covers of truths, <laughs> treasures, and such! I'll be the judge of whether or not you get to speak with the Admiral. Tell me, what is it that you wish to speak with him about? Important matters directly from the king. I'm afraid we can't specify. If you would you like to see the writ, would that help? It would not. What I would help is for me to know exactly what you would like to speak with the admiral about. Well, we need to first. We need to share. We were sent by Dagon Dask specifically. He we told us to reach out to the admiral. He said that he would set us up. That he would be expecting us. And if he wasn't expecting us, that he would certainly want to speak with us, uh, Mister Dask. Which, by the way. Oh, what a man. Have you, are you familiar? Very handsome fellow. please, please, no flirting again. Please, please, Sorry, I, I just, you know, are you a sailor by chance? Because, you know, I just, I feel like I've said it before. Sailors just make the best dinner dates. I'd love to catch up and get to know you a little better. Oh, sorry, but first, the Admiral. The Admiral first. Admiral first, and then, thanks to I'm quite familiar with Dosk. We are, after all, related by marriage. Oh, what the fuck wonderful. is going on here? Don't question it. It's magic. <laughs> Don't question it. It's love. Liza. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's marriage? Don't, Don't question it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to love. I'm just like... Like mechanically, how does that work? He pulls out a he, he pulls out a pocket watch, <laughs> pops it open. How long do you suppose it would take you to speak with the admiral? Well, now I don't think we minutes? need to take we don't need to take very much of the admiral's time. We just want to introduce ourselves, let him know about this uh, the needs yes, my name of, is of our king, and then oh, thank you for that. <laughs> let him know about the needs of our king, and uh, perhaps um, set aside some some time to meet some other figures to, on the morrow. I'm not proud of that one. Uh, if it won't take long, I did have plans later this evening. He puts out his slimy hand towards Galtier. I'm Admiral Nemery. Oh, pleasure to meet admiral. you, Admiral. You're wow. also an Admiral? I'm so sorry about this. I am this. the Admiral. Yes, obviously. Liza, pay attention. My goodness. Oh. Galtier will take his hand um, and say, Well, now... I didn't know you stayed this late here, you know, locking up all by yourself. Now you—you you saw the writ, obviously, as I, I've showed it multiple times. This whole time, uh, Galtier's been doing the thing like when someone's pretending to be a cop and just keeps flipping. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just I like showing to imagine that when Galtier like 
pulled out his uh writ the like writ from his bag, he first was like, "Oh, hey, oh, oh now, so that's my uh, my letter of uh, pedigree." I, I was in that one, unless you are curious, oh, I'm happy to show you that. He does. Well. He pulls out a like a Deja Mo family tree and several signatures no, to get to the writ every time. Yeah, it's sure just that like won't be like a handkerchief nonstop coming out of a magician. Yeah. Liza cannot hide how disappointed they are that this is the admiral. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's like he's like four Sabbath foot six, delighted. very small, but he's got like he's got some like really hey. nice fins. Yeah, Nick, yeah. I would love I would love for you to drill down on what a really nice fin is. Well, so like he's got these like fins on the back of his arm. Yeah, like on the back of his arms and like his forearms have these like just really stout fins, and like very you can vascular. tell that the webbing between them is just like tough. It's just so good. Wow! What color I is just he? Learned a lot about you as a man. Uh, uh, he's like a. I think. I mean, tritons are are blue, right? I mean, they're kind of okay. sea colored. Okay. So they have this like blue blue tinge to them. Blue I don't green. think they have scales. Um, they have like skin. Fully, very disappointed that this uh, unimpressive figure is the person leading your city. Um, <laughs> I I can hear everything that you're saying. Yes, I'm Liza, fully aware. Say that slightly quieter. Admiral Memory, uh, <laughs> as I've mentioned before, the king has sent us here with our uh, urgent business. We were we were told by another associate of ours, uh, uh, a high-ranking member of the coven, that we should we should try to track down a, a Victorum no. de Ponce as okay. well. Just completely show our butthole to ah, the little butthole. Okay. Why don't we step inside the? Chamber of Commerce for a cup of coffee. I would absolutely oh, I'd be love delighted, to. Do you darling, have absence? I said, would you like a spot of dinner? As I said, sailors make the best dinner dates. Well, I have plans later, so I cannot stay for dinner, but They're not a cup bad of coffee for breakfast and a quick either, chat. in my experience. <laughs> um, he leads you guys into the giant ship. Uh, down a couple of corridors, the it, like the inside looks like a ship deck, like a like an under deck portion of the ship. I love that you have to narrate this thing we came up with ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's so it's so stupidly good. Um, and he leads you guys off to his personal office, which is it, it's nothing special really. It's it looks like just a, a typical office worker's office like there's not like a resolute desk here or anything there it's mm -hmm. just a desk with a fold with a inbox and an outbox where you can tell this guy just does paperwork all day um he looks like a busy guy but just a normal a normal guy well now, thank you again admiral for, for seeing us so late and i do apologize for infringing upon your time but as you can tell this matter is somewhat urgent well, I, I try to make a habit of being the last one out of the ship. An admirable quality, for sure. An admirable An admirable quality! Oh, well, you got there before me! I'm having a horrible time here. Ah, oh, good times, good This fun. is the last place I want to be in the city. Good <laughs> Liza, I love it. Depants, uh, Depants, Depants. Well, Depants runs the observatory. Is that airship? Oh, DuPont's? No. He he is incapable of working with a crew as needed to come up with that sort of technology. It's simply out of his realm of uh, expertise or uh, any sort of interaction. He's part of the military, a... then. Is it a military enterprise or a private enterprise? The airship? Yes. 
Well, the ship is mostly military enterprise. Uh, so it's funded and built by the military, then? It's funded and built by Astrovale. Interesting. Okay, so what billionaire uh, private industry man has taken credit for, though? Elon Mollusk. Come on, I got one. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elon Mollusk, you say. It's crazy that this whole recording is going to be Nick saying Elon Mollusk two hours and 45 minutes long. Just and then just a loop of us going, I'm so proud of myself for that one. I'm sorry. I loved it. DuPont works by himself as he prefers to, and we leave him alone unless he has substantial reports. So is he funded by the city of Astorville? Is he kind of like your, like, the guy that nobody likes, but his work is better than everyone else, so everyone tolerates him, and he's kind of quippy and fun, and he's mysterious and also a dickhead, and maybe an alcoholic, but we're not really sure. Maybe a ladies' man, too. Liza, I think you might have nailed... The pants down to a T. Wow. It seems as though you've already met him. I mean... And that was an awfully suspicious description there, Liza. Perhaps there's more you'd like to tell the group about your prior <laughs> trip to Astrovale. Intimately <laughs> know, mean, uh, Mr. DuPont's... What's uh, the name? I, I wrote down Victorum. Victorum. I don't know how you spelled that. Victorum DuPont's. Victorum. Victim? Victrum. <laughs> the victim of DuPont. The <laughs> victim DuPont. That would be crazy um, if this whole time he'd been like, no, I was talking about a guy DuPont's murdered who you need to find. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, if you're unaware, the readings of the sky and the navigation in the Navy are rather important. So it's very, sure, sure, very sure, sure, important sure, sure. for us to understand mm-hmm. exactly what is going on celestially. Mm-hmm, and DuPont's indeed. is the best at it. Simply put. Oh. A- absolutely. Now, uh, our business with him, we were told to track him down and perhaps he could help us in part of our quest. Uh, is there a, do you know a way we can get in touch with this DuPont? Does he have a, a port of call, as it were? Uh, DuPont does not leave the observatory. Oh, excellent. Oh, so uh, he smells like shit. And it's, how could I learn disgusting. more about this airship oh. of yours? Like, as an artificer, I'm deeply interested. I'm a bit of an inventor myself, you see, and she shows. Oh my them. god! Shows her bub. Um, all of, all of a sudden, she turns it. She turns into Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I'm a bit of an inventor myself. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Burbage. Mister Dejamo, and you don't need to know my name. Liza, and uh, you didn't introduce yourself, did you? Uh, I didn't. And um, you come and see me tomorrow morning. Let me put together a bit of an action plan. Um, perhaps I can get you a bit closer to the airship, Burbage. Sounds wonderful, darling. We would absolutely love that, Admiral, and thank you once again for your hospitality. Uh, before we take our leave, uh, two small questions. Do you have a, a place around here you recommend we spend the night in terms of lodging? And also, my dear friend here, whose name is Liza... Uh, acquired from a, a nice young man some tickets to an event tomorrow. Could you tell us anything about the uh, Charybdis? Oh, you have tickets to the Charybdis? Uh, well, yeah. Not an extra one. Would you care to join me, darling? His face lights up. His 
fins flare out. Buddy, nice buddy, though? can you cover yourself? What the fuck? His fins are so stout. Uh, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> what is happening? Well, some some people you see seem to think that the Charybdis is um, too bloody. It's a little bit too violent for certain people, but uh, for a lot of people, it's a great source of entertainment. You see, the Charybdis is a creature that's found itself landlocked here in Astervale. Well, a long time ago, well before I was here, well before my father was here. Well before the giants built this ship. And what does the Charybdis do or have done okay. to it? Let me spell this out for you in this. Imagine, imagine a salt-filled arena 300 yards in a circle. Imagine with you so far. Imagine twenty fighters on each side and a vortex pool of water in the center. The Charybdis. Well, the Charybdis doesn't appear all the time. You see, the reason that this particular event is so special is because the Charybdis hasn't fed in thirteen days. It's almost a sure thing to see it. Can you imagine spending the gold pieces to get the tickets to the Charybdis and not seeing it? Oh, yes, that'd be yes. awful. I, I mean, I can so imagine it's just, it because uh, I've never seen it before. We just were trying to see it. Well, they and fight, they're... and they shed blood, and the blood attracts the Charybdis from deep in the pool. And nobody oh. hurts the Charybdis, though. Oh, just... it's much too large. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, and the, all of the participants, they are consenting uh, participants in this, or...? Well, I was worried that it was going to be a well. Yes, you see, they are consenting in their own way. So what you're saying then is this: there's only their cha- their their choice is imprisonment, imprisonment, or possible death. They are, you're saying those are their choices. Well, it sounds to me if those are their only choices, it's not a very good choice at all. Well, it wasn't a good choice to commit the crime in the first place. You see. Well. As they say, when in Astervale, do as the uh, Astervalians do. I've uh, committed so many crimes here, and I definitely would not partake in this. Yes, um... It can be quite exhilarating. I find the Enterprise a little bit problematic, I'm not going to lie. Um, It seems a little bit mm, barbaric. I'm sure Um, the Admiral would love to have your plus one then, Babatha. Well, I mean, I'm happy to bring him. I mean, we're obviously... It sounds oh, it like sounds we're like going. you aren't going to go. We're going to have to find ourselves. You ready to get your gills friend. wet, baby? The uh, the Admiral leans back in his chair. He pops his little his little feet up on the on the desk. He's got webbed toes, too, and they are stout. Awful. He he's puts his hands... Shoes? Hell no, he's a triton, baby. And okay. he, puts his <laughs> he puts his hands behind his head, and he says, You know, Miss Burbage, as... As brutal, as barbaric as it may seem, I myself fought my way out through the Charybdis. So it is quite possible to pull yourself up from your bootstraps and make something oh, of yourself. Oh, please don't. Please don't make that a thing. I would rather that phrase never catch on. Now, it's deeply I have problematic. A, a question for you, Admiral. With your people, do they say it's a bootstrap or was it more of like a toe-fin situation? I love collecting different variations of this phrase from around the globe. I've heard toe-fin a few times, but... Most of us don't wear shoes, as we tend to spend most of our time in the f- water. 
Well, now, that makes perfect sense to me, my friend, because those toe fins right there are stout. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my god. I'm having a horrible time. Can we please leave? Anyways, as I've said, please, see me tomorrow. Let me make an action plan, and I will try to get you a bit closer to the airship. I think that we can come to an amicable agreement amongst us. Love it, darling. Well. I'm always up for an amicable agreement. She means so. Uh, yeah, we will meet you uh, early on the morrow then. And and uh, do you have a, a favorite place that we might uh, lay our heads to rest tonight? Perhaps uh, your home. And well, you can sleep there. My friends are very forward and I apologize. Well, well, no, but... No, but if you would prefer, you can stay at the salt wall. Sounds lovely. Oh, that You'll find awful it nearby. For my skin. He gives you some directions. It's very healing, they say. Okay. Yeah, so he tells you guys that you guys can. He mentions to you guys that you can find Deponce at any time of day. He practically lives at the observatory, so he'll pretty okay. much always be there. And, yeah. like, especially at nighttime. At night, is, yeah. yeah. And also, you guys can uh, stay at the salt wall, gives you directions, and leads you guys out, locks the gate. Etc. 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 I will say the main reason that Liza is just like so annoyed with all of this is that they they are a person who spent majority of their life like living lower class by choice because they wanted to blend in. They were always comfortable because they could make money, but they just didn't like the the trappings of like basically what G is into, which is like douche. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So being a part of this is just kind of like, ugh, this is just gross. Yeah, and then, I mean, the admiralship looks a lot more like a bureaucracy at this yeah. point from what you're seeing than true governance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I think like Galtier's particular brand of uh, bougie, as you phrased it, is like also really grating and he can't not show it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm -hmm. there's a there's a keeping up with the Joneses cultural signifier quality that he's used to doing with other people of immense means that yeah. he then does to people with no respect to where they are at in life, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. which makes him a butthole. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You guys want to go back to the inn, grab some, grab like dinner and a couple of drinks and then yeah. wait till nightfall. I think, I think we book points. rooms. So we, we know we have rooms essentially yeah. and grab dinner and then, yeah, let's go see Dupont's. Okay. Wait um, for it to get like true dark so that we know that he'll be reliably there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> From the makers of Charybdis, true dark. True dark. The darkest <laughs> sauce. <laughs> yeah. So you guys make your way off to the eastern side of the city, and as you're traveling through Astrovale, again, like it's beautiful, and even the nightlife here is is just gorgeous. You know, there's oil lamps that line the roads that are lit and clean and nice and everything just like radiates vibrance and life and like pleasure people are cooking on the streets and sell there's vendors all over the place and it's just like a genuinely fun nightlife and you guys make your way off to the east where you see the shipyards uh, so you guys make your way past that walking towards the east to where you've been directed to Ponce stays and off on the eastern side of the city, far from the city center. Um, you're probably walking for an hour at this point away from the city towards this old man-made jetty. Is that what we called it? Jetty or Eddie? Jetty. 
jetty um, towards this really old man-made jetty uh, with a nice road on top of it that leads all the way out pretty obviously towards this observatory. Um, the observatory is itself is pretty tall and it's dome-shaped and it's made of this like lackluster dull silver metal that's got like algae that's like coated on the bottom three or four feet and you can see that even from out here like the door is open like there is no nothing preventing you from walking right in does it look dangerously open like something has happened here or like this guy is uh, full tilt mad scientist who doesn't like you know tie <laughs> um, his doors and stuff Roll a perception or investigation. That's an natural one. <laughs> Something exploded. As, as I was saying, the Charybdis seems like a great idea because it gives these criminals who otherwise would be worthless an opportunity to advance themselves. In the meantime, Liza rolled a 15. Okay, how about uh, Tabitha? It's a 19 on the deck. Oh, nice. So as you're walking up and you see this door swinging open, uh, like the air outside is pretty warm and comfortable. So like there's no, uh, it's not like they're trying to keep in heat or cold or whatever. What you notice with your perception checks is that the light that's coming out of this door, every now and then you're hearing like a chunk, 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 chunk. And at, at every one of these chunks, the light is just like gradually changing color. It'll go from like an orange to a pink to a green. And it's just every chunk you're seeing a different color that's that's coming out of here. Well, this looks like a fun time. <laughs> it looks like a Let's party. Let's party. <laughs> walks in. And Blep walks in beside her like very confidently. <laughs> He's got his party hat on. <laughs> He's fucking ready to party. Okay. Every time the light changes, uh, Liza's gonna just subconsciously make sure that their eyes match the color that <laughs> comes out of the chuk chunk. It's not like uh, it's it, it's not like there is a light shining outside. It's like the the ambient, ambient. light inside yeah. the building is kind of changing its colors. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like- yeah, exactly. Imagine your door is open and somebody was walking by. Yeah. Yeah. For the viewers at home, my uh, lights in my room are switching around right now because I am playing lights. I had changeling, so I change. The main chamber of the observatory from the inside is pretty incredible, Babitha, from an artificer point of view. Various rings of brass and silver encircle the perimeter of the chamber, each of which has any number of different sized circular lenses of different colors and varieties. There's a small stair set that leads to a rotating platform in the center of the room where you can see the well-built and sizable telescope. And standing on the platform is an old tabaxi with glasses as he's peering down into the, the lens of this telescope. And you just see him as he's staring into this lens, he's pulling a lever. Cha-chunk! And every time he pulls this lever, the rings around the room shift. Cha-chunk! Shift. Cha-chunk! Shift. And you can see that he's changing the lenses on the front of the telescope as he peers out into the night sky. Cool. And I think at this point, we find ourselves at a good spot to take a break and catch 
the next episode of Knuckle Bones next time. Liza, I told you, quit bringing up that goddamn rash.
Speaking of knuckle bones, butt plugs aren't comfortable, guys. And they don't, they're just not great. 